Did you know that Positive Birth Australia has now ventured into the world of birth pool hire? For those of you in Australia planning a home birth or considering laboring at home before jetting off to the hospital, we've got something special for you. Click the link in our show notes to express your interest in hiring one of our beautifully designed, aesthetically pleasing birth pools. Currently, we have on offer two stunning colors with more amazing shades on the way to our shores soon. It's time to move beyond the commonly used stark blue birth pool and embrace natural calming elegance. We are so excited to see our PBA birth pool supporting you in your birth space. Welcome to Positive Birth Australia, a podcast created to empower and educate mothers along their own pregnancy journey. Each week, I'll be sharing insightful and inspiring birth stories and advice in the hopes to help you create your own positive birth experience. I'm your host, Sky Marie. Let's get into today's show. Welcome back, everyone. On today's episode, we dive into the fascinating birth experiences of Charlotte. Charlotte's upbringing instilled in her a profound reverence for birth. Being surrounded by positive birth stories shaped her perspective, casting aside fear and filling her with a genuine sense of excitement. However, her first pregnancy took her by surprise. Though she had eagerly anticipated the journey into motherhood, she found herself struggling to enjoy the experience. As her birth drew closer, it was the restrictions imposed by the hospital that ultimately guided Charlotte toward the idea of a home birth, a choice she holds profound gratitude for as it not only enabled her to have all their appointments in the comfort of their own home, but also to bring her baby into the world within the intimate sanctity of her own space. Their second child's conception coincided with the start of a long-awaited family expedition around Australia. As Charlotte's pregnancy progressed, it became evident that she would be embarking on a free birth journey. The warmth and support of an online community played a pivotal role in helping her to find a place to settle, where she could safely bring her baby into the world within the comforting embrace of her newfound friend's home. Today's story weaves together a truly special and heartwarming story that exemplifies the beauty of birth and the strength of community love. Enjoy the episode. Charlotte, welcome to Positive Birth Australia. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Could you just start off by telling the listeners a little bit about yourself? Uh, I'm Charlotte. I'm originally from the mid-north coast in New South Wales, but currently myself and my family are just travelling around Australia in our caravan. So there's myself, my husband, and then my three-year-old Lenny, Lennox, and my four-month-old Ada. Oh, how beautiful. So what's it like traveling around with two small babies? Yeah, it's wonderful. We find it great. I mean, this time around, having Ada on the road, I feel like it's easier because Jacob's here all the time. Like, he doesn't have to go off to work. He doesn't have any... um, requirements to go meet so he's here all the time so it's great amazing living the dream hey? yeah <laughs> and were your pregnancies planned conceptions or yes yeah they're both planned awesome and was there anything you did in the lead up to your pregnancies to get your body ready 
Um, we went overseas and we knew that that would be like our last trip overseas before. We knew when we got back we wanted to start trying. So then when we got back, um, I don't know, I was taking like – I was looking after like what I was eating and things like that, but not really like the preconception that I've read into these days. Like mm. I, did, I wasn't that knowledgeable about getting your body ready back then. Yeah, fair enough. And was that a quick conception? Um, it was a – about we started trying in the May and we conceived him in the September. Okay. So a few months. It felt like forever, but mm. <laughs> in the big scheme of things, not too long. Yeah, that's awesome. And how was that pregnancy for you? Yeah, it was good. Um, I was actually quite surprised because I've always been so into birth and so into babies, but did not enjoy being pregnant. I had like a little bit of mental stuff come up where I wasn't feeling that great. Um, it all kind of disappeared by about 25 weeks maybe. Um, I started feeling a bit more myself again. But, yeah, definitely wasn't expecting to not like it like I did. <laughs> really? That's so interesting. Yeah. Was that because you were just uncomfortable or Yeah, what? I think it was just like your body changing, um, yeah. things not fitting, all those things that don't really matter but did at the time. Mm. And then, yeah, like I was a little bit sick and – yeah, just different things like that, I think, and just not feeling myself in my head. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, you are growing a small human as well, so it's like that hormonal yeah. shift that happens. For sure. I think I was kind of like all of my life, I was like, I just want to be a mum, I just want to have a baby, and then I got there and I was like, wait a second, why aren't I enjoying this? Yeah, wow, so interesting, hey? Yeah. And so you said that you were really into pregnancy and birth, so what was your perception of birth at that stage? Uh, well, my mum, like I'm the baby of five and my mum had had two births, um, two home births. So my whole life she's always been very like talked about birth and all of that. And I had um, a fair few nieces and nephews. How many do I have? I think I had seven at the time or nine, um, including on my partner's side. And so I was around birth a lot and I was very um, – most of the birth stories were quite positive. So – yeah, I was I was definitely positive birth. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So obviously when you found out you're pregnant, were you immediately like, yep, I'm having a home birth or what was your model of care choice? No. So I'd heard um, – I lived in Newcastle at the time and there's a great program at Belmont Hospital there um, and I'd heard about that and so I quickly um, signed up for that and you can have – your birth in the hospital there, but it's a much smaller hospital. Um, they've got big um, birthing rooms. The midwives were absolutely lovely and there's like no drugs or anything like that. So it's very um, low risk um, births and things like that. Mm. And then I think it was around 30 weeks. It was mid COVID. So they were saying you can't have um, more than maybe one at the time. And I'd always pictured my mum there. So I think we just chatted, chatted about our options and um, decided to do a home birth instead, which was great because they offered home birth or in hospital. So it was very easy to just switch over. So then my appointments just became at home, which was awesome also. Mm. Um, and then I think at the time we weren't sure about rules and regulations. So my mum actually moved in with us um, so she was a part of the household so that she couldn't oh, good idea. Yeah, so that she couldn't not be there if that was a thing. <laughs> Um, which didn't end up being the case at the birth anyway. Um, but yeah, it was just lucky. We just wanted to 
cover all bases kind of thing. But like as soon as we switched to home birth, I was just like, it was like everything was at ease. I was like, we're supposed to do that the whole time. Like it was amazing. And we're just so glad that we did. Yeah, wow. And so having a mama that has birthed at home before and obviously trusts in physiological birth, what was that like? Did she give you lots of advice or was she kind of taking the approach of just letting you figure it out? Um, yeah, so mum's not very good at taking a back seat. I think she definitely <laughs> did um, give me some advice. She was happy with whatever um, route we took, but I definitely feel lucky that she did give me like a little bit of guidance here and there. Like when we first spoke about doing um, a home birth, she was like, oh, yeah, that'd be great. Like it wasn't like, oh, no, that that would be risky or anything like that. It was just like, oh, yeah, whatever you just want to do, like that that sounds like a great idea. It'll be lovely. So I guess just having that reaction straight away helped us go, oh, okay, it will be, it'll be good. It'll be fine. Mm -hmm. Instead of being like, oh, maybe this isn't the right decision. Yeah. And so do you want to take us through Lenny's birth? Yeah. So Lenny's birth was lovely. I feel like it was so textbook. He, um, it, we, like how many days over was, was I, I think eight, no, 10 days, I was 10 days over with him. Um, and. And we'd gone to a local walk where they had heaps of stairs because I was doing all the things but wasn't really going into labour. Walked a lot of stairs. And then the morning after, it was about 7am and I woke up to my waters breaking. So I jumped up and, yeah, my waters had broken and I lost my mucus plug. And then I just, like, knocked on the wall next door and said, Mum, yeah, <laughs> my waters have broken. Um, so then rang the midwife, etc. And then my, like, contraction started a couple hours later. So then we were just in the lounge room. I think we were watching Parks and Rec, just chilling out. I was on the um, on the gym board, just bouncing, <laughs> things like that. And then, or most of my family came over actually, and we had a um, a fire outside. So I was just kind of going through the contractions, walking around the yard outside while my nieces and nephews were playing and whatnot. Mm. And then, yeah, it was very cute. And then later on, when it got a bit more. Full on, we filled the birth pool up um, and we actually um, ran out of hot water. So we ran out of hot water filling up the birth pool. So we had to go, like I lived in a little cul-de-sac, we had to go run around to all of the neighbours and ask them to like fill up their kettles, fill up um, pots of water and stuff like that. So we had a fire going in our house as well. We had pots on that, the kettle going. It was a whole neighbourhood affair just trying to fill this birth pool up. I love it. And I remember my neighbour across the road, um, he's elderly, and he came to the door with a kettle and my brother was like, yeah, yeah, come in, come in. And you could, he was like, oh, oh, yeah, no, you don't want to come because he was a bit like standoff. He's like, oh, no, it's okay, you take the kettle. And he was like, oh, yeah, of course, of course, you don't want to come in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, got it, got it. <laughs> but, yeah, so it was a full neighbourhood affair. And, How um, great is that? I, I love that. Yeah, jumped in the birth pool and really loved it in there. I stayed in one position for a long time. I just didn't want to move. And then um, and then I was doing laps of the house. And then when my husband called my midwife, I think it was about 11 or midnight or something like that, she could hear me and she was like, okay, yeah, I'll come. It sounds like it's time. And she came and then she got me to get out of the pool and go on the toilet. No, I think she checked me first. She wanted to check me and I. it was one of my things I didn't want to be checked because I was like, if, if I'm like four centimetres, it's going to absolutely destroy me and I might like go backwards. Mm. So I didn't want to, but I um, 
she checked me on the lounge. I just remember having to get out of the pool. It was so hard, like just trying to climb over that wall felt like the biggest wall ever. And then laying on the lounge and she um, checked me and she was like, oh, there's a head. And I was like, oh, that is such a relief. And then I sat on the toilet and, like, I feel like that just changes everything. I sat on the toilet and he just started to come down. Like, it just opened up my cervix so much. And um, they're like, okay, you're about to give birth on the toilet. Do you want to stay here or do you want to get back in the pool? And I was like, no, I'd, I'd prefer to be in the pool. Mm-hmm. So um, got back in the pool and was sitting on the little chair this time instead of leaning over. And, yeah, in a few pushes um, he came and he was underwater for quite a bit. Um, when we look back at the video kind of thing, like you can see him under there, we're like untangling his cord, etc. It's so funny to watch like how long they can stay under there for. Mm. But, um, yes, yeah, so then he came out and my husband put him on my chest and, yeah, it was great. We had um, my – by that time it was like my sister and my 10-year-old niece at the time – was there so she was like putting hot um towels on my back and like whispering things in my ear it was great like it's just so wonderful to think at such a young age they can be involved and love it as well oh that's so special and do you have other sisters or just the one um i have one sister and three brothers oh how special is that to have your sister there as well you know? yeah it was it was great yeah so really lovely I forgot to ask, but was there any education or resources you used in the lead up to birth? We did hypnobirthing. Hypnobirthing, awesome. And being your first time, although you had a very healthy perception of birth, was there any fears that came up at any point? Um, I'm trying to think. I I think like probably like everyone they're like oh wow how much is this gonna hurt kind of thing like you just never really know what you're in for and there's always um some people that aren't really on board with your choices so that's always in the back of your mind whether you've kind of made the right choice or not if it's safe or not but I was pretty um I was pretty like I felt safe within our situation so yeah, I think it was just wonder what's coming for me. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. And what about your fourth stage, your placenta? Um, yeah, so then I we were in the pool for a while and then I just got back out and went onto the toilet and they had a garbage bag in my toilet and I just sat there and it came straight out. Like I put him on my nipple and he latched on straight away and then it just came into the garbage bag really easily. Yeah, okay. And did you do anything special with it? Uh, we planted it. Okay, cool. Yeah, so we planted it in a tree, under a tree. Amazing. And how were you feeling after that birth? You know, it's your rite of passage, your first birth. You've yeah. just had your baby at home. What was the energy like? Were you guys all on just a total high? Yeah, we are definitely on a high. We, were, we Like we always talk about it. We're just so stoked that we did a home birth. Like it just, I don't know, it's very empowering and like we love telling the story and I think, yeah, I was, we were definitely on a high. Like if I could go to any moment in life no matter what it would be those moments straight after birth where you just you've got your baby you've just done it you're cuddling like there's just nothing like it yeah no there really isn't and at what point did you guys decide that you wanted to start traveling around Australia so between all of um, our family we've always spoken about it We're like yeah we'll, we'll go do a lap one year yeah we'll go do a lap one year and then like I think we'd always said 2023 but then it kind of came we're like okay yeah wow it's 2023 and then um in 
2022, we will try. We got married in April. We were trying for Ada after that. Um, so we've been trying and then we decided, like my brother sold his house and we're like, all right, maybe it's okay because we're a little bit nervous. Like what if we can't get back in? All of those kind of thoughts, like back into the market, I mean. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we put our house up for sale, I think, in like June and then it sold mid-September and then we fell pregnant at the end of September and then we our caravan arrived in November and we left in the February yeah. of this year. Okay, cool. And because you were travelling, was there any dis, like solid decision that you would be free birthing? Yeah, so it wasn't – we didn't really know at that stage. We, when okay. we started trying, um, we were just like, well, we'll keep trying and whatever happens, happens kind of thing. If we fall pregnant and we're not going to have the baby before we leave, we'll just still leave. Like we're not going to – put our plans on hold, we will just continue on. So then we fell pregnant a bit later than what we thought we might and so she was due in the June but we're still like we'll still leave in Feb and we didn't really have a plan. We um, we had like a few different destinations that were like, all right, we'll probably be birthing here and then we would get there on the trip and we're like, oh, okay, we've, we've gotten further than we thought we would by now. Um, and so we, the destination kept changing and then like people would ask us and we're like, well, we'll either, we didn't really have any, um, hospital appointments or doctor's appointments throughout the pregnancy. And we're like, we'll either have it in a caravan somewhere, like we'll find a property or something to pull up on. Um, and I had seen someone, my friend sent me a video of someone free birthing in their caravan. So I was like, it's so doable. Um, that was in the back of our minds. And then it came to three weeks before and I posted in a, like a WA kind of free birthing group and just said, look, this is our situation. Does anyone have anywhere for us to pull up just to make it a little bit easier? Um, and I was also like had in my mind, I was like, maybe I can just get like a little kiddies pool and like put some lights up outside. I'm glad I didn't go down that route because it was so cold mm. <laughs> at the time. Um, but my husband was always worried about water and things like that. So it would definitely be easier outside someone's house and I had we had a few offers um we just feel like the southwest over here is just like the community is so beautiful we've just been so nurtured by everyone over here mm. and um this one family reached out to us and said look I've got a little home here you, you're welcome to pull up out the front um and birth in my house we just couldn't believe it like it was like all the stars aligned it was a couple of weeks before I was due and we so we were like, yep, this sounds good. This looks like it will align. And I think it was the day before I was like my estimated due date and I had some tinctures and things like that waiting for me in a post office in Perth. So we were like, all right, we'll quickly – we dropped the caravan at this house. We quickly drove up to Perth, got the tinctures and that, so we are ready, um, came back and kind of met this family and they were just so beautiful um, like we just feel so grateful and blessed that they invited us into there. It was just such a beautiful, homely, calm environment. And yeah, we just feel so lucky. And the little cherry on top is that she also is a birth videographer and she's just so passionate about birth. So everything just came together 
and we just feel so lucky that we've been able to form this bond with this family that we never would have known otherwise. Mm. And yeah, isn't that incredible? You know, like the that com- sense of community with people that you've never met before because you'd never met these people. No, right, ever. No, she just sent me a message. She saw my post and was like, "Hey, I hope I'm not too late. Wow. Um, I can offer my home up if you would like." And I was like, "Wonderful, we'll come." We'll come check it yeah. out, and it just worked out perfectly. <laughs> wow, that is just so incredible. I love it so much, that sense of community. So by this point, you've obviously had chats around <clears throat> free birth. So what did those conversations look like? Were there any fears that came up and, you know, any resistance from hubby? Or I think when I first mentioned free birthing, I don't think he thought I was serious. I think he was just like, oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, like he's very good at going with what I have my mind on like when I said home birth the first time he was definitely hesitant but he was like okay if this is what we're doing we're doing it um kind of the same with free birthing he was a little bit more like he just wanted to kind of rock up to a hospital have her and leave kind of thing Mm. but then as we spoke about it more he was definitely more on board um yeah he definitely came around a bit more which is good (laughs) yeah and had you been exposed to free birth before were you drawing inspiration from anyone or not really um there was someone my cousin's friend had a free birth and that was really the only person I had known um so I had heard about it Mm. but I think I I was a bit worried about like the paperwork kind of thing I know that sounds silly but I was like like what do you what do you do there? Like how do you how do you do the paperwork and things like that? Not that that's a big deal at all, um, but yeah, like that kind of confused me. And I think also in the back of my mind, I was like, what if they are born not breathing? What if they are born and there is something wrong? Like what? Like I don't know if I will know what to do. Um, so that's definite. That was definitely in the back of my mind. And I also felt like, am I being selfish? Like. Am I wanting to have this beautiful free birth um, that's empowering and all this, but I'm not thinking about the baby? Um, Yeah, like what if something happens to this baby and I have to live with that for the rest of my life? Um, So that was definitely playing on my mind. Any resources you found useful to ease those fears? Um, We listened to some podcasts. What's the... um Free birth society? Yeah, free birth society. We listened to some of those podcasts in the car on some of our longer trips. Um. And, yeah, kind of just spoke to people about it. There was a few people on Instagram that I had seen did it as well. So I reached out to them and just chatted to them and asked, like, about their experiences and they were all lovely. Um, And so that kind of eased my mind a bit. It also eased my mind a bit that my mother had, for one of her home births, my brother was actually born with a cleft palate. And there was no stress, no issues. Um, She just, like, tried to feed him, things like that. They still chilled out at home and then went to hospital. Like, that's kind of, like, something to, like, you were not expecting and they were still calm about it and they were fine. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, things do happen and it's fine. And I kind of just, like, wrote down a couple of things, like, if the baby's born not breathing, like, just give them a minute, pat them on the back, blow on their face except like just little things that you could do so I was like all right I feel like I am kind of ready and my my mum and that were also like oh no like it will be fine like there's nothing to worry about so yeah I definitely had that support that made it okay yeah 
So jumping to the end of that pregnancy, you've just found the house that you'll be birthing in, you've met the family, you're vibing with them. How were you feeling and what were some of your first inklings that labor was about to start? Um, yeah, so I, I've, I honestly felt like because we were traveling and there was so much going on, I wouldn't be like counting down. Mm. Um, I thought that it would be a lot easier, <laughs> but yeah, getting to the due date. Sorry, just quickly, but did you have any scans? We had we had a dating scan okay. at the start. I kind so of wanted one. to know roughly, like yeah. be a bit more certain when they would be coming just so I could be a bit more organized on the trip. So mm. I wasn't in the middle of nowhere. Um, but yeah, so we had the dating scan and that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then actually, um, a few weeks before I was due, we ended up, I called the hospital, um, that we were near and I just asked them to feel my belly just to make sure the head was down. Um, and that was the only thing I went in there. They were lovely. They didn't make me do anything or have a scan or anything. They were understanding. So that was good. That was easy. And then your first signs of labor? Um, yeah, so we were about six days overdue and at the time it felt like it was going forever. But now looking back, I am so glad because it just made us bond so much more with the family and we got to really see the area. Um, but it was Friday night and I'd been having tightenings all afternoon and I was like, okay, I think this is it. Um, but I really didn't want to go to sleep because I was like, if I go to sleep, they'll fizzle out and like, that'll be it kind of thing. Um, but yeah, so I was kind of like just keeping note of them, but I was like, all right, I may as well go to sleep. I need to get rest if this is it. So I tried to go to sleep, but I didn't sleep much. It was kind of like off and on through the night, woke up in the morning and they had fizzled out a bit. Um, but then we went for a big walk to the park with my son and just like pushed him around on the swings and things like that. Kind of soaked in those last moments of just us. And then we went back to, by this stage, we were just at the caravan park, just down the road from the house. Um, and I left my son with my dad. Um, that's the other thing. My parents are actually were also traveling with us at the time. Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah, and so was my brother and his family. So that definitely made it um, a bit easier also. Yeah. So I left my son with my dad and he just played with him and myself, my husband, and we went up to the house and kind of set up, got the birth pool ready, etc. And then my mum and my sister-in-law, Indy, joined us. So then we had the whole kind of crew there and we were just kind of setting up in between contractions. They were getting a little bit harder. This was like around lunch. Um, And we're just getting all the finer details ready and just chatting about it all, kind of excited still. (laughs) And then, yeah, they started to ramp up in the afternoon. And what was the plan with the family you were staying with? Were they planning on staying at home or? So it was um, a husband and wife and then they had two beautiful little girls. So Winnie who just turned two and Fleur who was eight months. Beautiful. Yeah. So she was there supporting us. She actually gave me a full massage and everything. She was lovely. And then her husband was kind of with the girls out of the house, but he came back later and they were definitely in the um, birthing area as well. Mm-hmm. And had she had home births or anything like that? She hadn't actually. She'd had two um, hospital births. Oh, wow. So you were her first. Yes, that was new to her as well. Oh, how cool. 
cool. And yeah. this question's for me. How did you guys get a birth pool out there so last minute? I know. So I own a birth pool. So I was a little bit like Devo that we thought about bringing it, but I was like, that is way too big to fit in a caravan for that amount of time. Um, and like I never – we just we pushed the birth pool to the back of our minds because we didn't want to like be disappointed that we couldn't have it and I was like okay we're not having a water birth this time like that's fine it's all good um and then yeah they kept asking us oh like are you sure you don't want one like it's fine you can get one and they knew someone local that actually hired them out so I um I messaged her and was like hey um do you have any available and they did and because I didn't need it for the three or four weeks because I was already overdue um I got it for cheaper as well which was so great amazing yes we felt so lucky so lucky and yeah take us through that birth yeah so it was um it was different I feel like with the with your first birth you you don't know what to expect you're just taking it as it comes I feel like not a regret of mine, but like something I've definitely learnt is like I just kept comparing it. I kept being like, okay, by this stage I was doing this. By this stage I was feeling this. This worked with Lenny. This did this. But um, I've definitely learnt for my next one not to do that because that's definitely harming <laughs> to your mental state. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, birth was great I was just on the gym ball oh and also Sinead who um, owned the house she also had a tens machine and I hadn't used that before I just used um, the boiling hot washers on my back kind of thing um, and so I was using the tens machine and that was quite good um, like it definitely still feel the pain but it definitely helped so that was great to use um, so I was on the gym ball kind of just going through them um, leaning on my husband just going through different um, kind of ways to lean and things like that. And then it got to a point where I was like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready for the birth pool. So I jumped in that and, yeah, I remember it was – it felt nice to be in there again and that's when we kind of picked up the boiling hot washers and used that instead of the TENS machine as well. Um, so, yeah, like going through the – the pool just changing positions I remember I was like I don't want to get stuck in the same position again so I would move here and there between sitting on the little seat and leaning over and things like that um and then I think I was like okay nothing nothing much is happening now so we hopped out and I had in the back of my mind that everything changed with Lenny when I got on the toilet everything happened when I did that so I was like all right let's do it let's go to the toilet so I sat on there and I remember I kept feeling for her head, which I now know I shouldn't have because every time I couldn't feel it, I was a little bit disappointed. Um, but, yeah, like I just remember sitting in, in, the, in the toilet and looking up and I'd have my husband on his knees just holding my hands and I'd have my mum and Shanae and Indy all just there just like giving me so much support and just there ready with anything and looking down. And that was really, um, that gave me a lot of strength just knowing how much support I had there. Yeah, that was wonderful. So nothing really changed. I think I opened up a lot. My cervix definitely opened up, but not a lot changed sitting on the toilet. So we'd go outside to the lounge room and I was trying so many positions. Like I didn't have to try that many positions with Lenny, like it was a long labour but not like the positions I was doing were kind of working, whereas this one I was trying everything and nothing was really bringing her down. I was um, like laying on my side with my leg up. I was crouching, leaning back on my husband. I was on all fours. 
I was doing them all and nothing was bringing her down. I just remember being like, why is nothing working? Like, why is nothing bringing her down? And went through that for quite a while. Um, and then eventually we're like, all right, we'll go back to the toilet. We'll try that again. But then in between that, oh, sorry, in between that, um, we jumped back in the pool and it's so crazy just everything changed once I don't know what happened but once I got in the pool everything changed um it's like I just felt her come down and I just knew that she was going to be arriving soon and I just yeah I just felt the change Mm. when it was time like earlier on we they asked me if it was time for Lenny to come and um we called my dad and said, yep, it's time, bring Lenny up. And he got there and he jumped straight in the pool with me the first time I was in the pool and he was rubbing my back and he was saying, it's okay, mummy, and things like that. It was absolutely mm. wonderful. But then because it took a while, he'd gotten out and he was asleep on the lounge. So this time when I was in the pool, they were like, all right, should we try wake Lenny up? I was like, yeah, yeah, wake him up, wake him up. But he just would not wake up. So it was like, okay, well, that's not happening now. <laughs> Let's continue on. So then, yeah, a couple of pushes in the pool and I could um, feel her head coming down. I remember being like, hold my perineum, I'm going to tear. (laughs) So someone like held a cloth on there. I think my mum held a cloth on there, um, which was good. And then her head came out and I remember them saying, oh, like, that's why she took so long. She came out with her hand on her head, like, oh, like kind of like support, like holding her little her little cheek kind of thing. Mm. Um, so that's why she took so long because her hand was there as well. <laughs> but yeah, so her head came out and she was kind of leaning, leaning back, just staring up at everyone for ages, just with her head out. I um, I couldn't see any of this because I was leaning on the pool this time and they asked if I wanted to turn around so I could see and I was just like, no, there's there's no moving now. I'm I'm here now. So just leaning leaning on the pool and they were all looking at her head just leaning out and they all just kept commenting on her beautiful lips and they kept saying, she, she. We didn't know what she was at the time. Um, and everyone just kept saying, she, her. It was so funny. Like they all just knew like not realising what they were saying but just knew that that she was a girl. Mm. And then, yeah, we like a couple – one more push or something like that after her head was hanging out for a while and she came out and then I kind of swung my leg back over and my mum and husband helped put her on my chest. Her cord was super short. So I remember like that kind of um, – tugging at me like kind of hurting a little bit but she was still able to come up on my chest and then latch straight on which was great um and so then we got out and my brother brought up brought up my nieces and nephew straight up because they were just down in our caravan they came up and met her while we're still in the pool and then we got out and I kind of went and sat near the lounge and things like that and I had the tinctures, like the placenta release. I didn't use them the first birth, but I used them this time. So I had the placenta release and things like that, and I just birthed the placenta on the lounge room floor into a bowl there. Um, and, yeah, definitely with the cord being so short, it was like a little tricky doing things, but I just held her on my boob and we we um, had beeswax candles that my sister-in-law had made, and so we – um 
we burnt the cord over a bowl all together, which was lovely. So beautiful. Yeah, and then we all kind of just sat in the lounge room just like debriefing really and just talking about talking about everything. It was it was lovely just kind of looking around the room at all of our support and just looking down at this baby who has just came and she was a girl which I was quite shocked about to be honest. <laughs> Did you feel it was she was a boy? I just I don't know why, but we always just thought we would have all boys. We just thought a lot of boys were coming for us for some <laughs> reason. We didn't didn't know why, but I was super happy to have a little girl. Well, I mean, there's still time, you know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Anything special with your placenta? Um, and then we were going to um, capsulate it. We talked about a few different things, but we didn't end up doing that. We ended up um, plan- like we ended up digging a hole and planting it in the garden of that house because we we're kind of like, oh, now she's always got a connection to this area. Like we're from across the country and she'll always have this connection. So we kind of used the candles that we um, – burnt her cord with and we had like a little ceremony type thing with her placenta put it in the ground and um you know how you've got to like leave it in there for a little bit you can't plant straight on it because it's too strong or whatever so then um Shanae and Alex went and bought a mandarin tree and planted it on there so yeah it looks lovely in their garden now I love that what about tearing did you end up having any tearing with either of your births so with Lenny, I think I had a like a, a tiny tear. I don't know. If, do you call it first degree? I don't know. It was a tiny one, but we they stitched it anyway, um, just to be sure. But yeah, it wasn't it wasn't much. And then this one, I think, like we did the perineum massage for both, and I really recommend that. Um, and this one, of course, she came down so slow, and I continually. It's so funny looking back on the video. You just always see me doing like the horse lips, like the whole time so I think I remember just through my head just saying loose lips loose lips like um to just to, to remain soft and so no I didn't I didn't tear at all I think she came down so so slowly and um just all that preparation and no I didn't I didn't tear at all which I was so so thankful for it just made the recovery so much easier yeah awesome and how big were your babies um, Lenny was 3.29 kilos and she was 3.3. <laughs> nice, beautiful size. And do you think you guys, are, this is your family complete now? Or No, I don't think so. No. I think we'll definitely go again. Whether we'll go again after that, we'll, we'll chat then. <laughs> yeah. And would you choose free birth again? I'd say so. I feel like, I feel like now that we've done it, we wouldn't go back kind of thing like Mm. yeah we really enjoyed it and I don't know if we'll be in like we probably won't live in the same area that we did when we had my son so we wouldn't probably have the option of the midwife for free kind of thing and midwives are just so expensive they're definitely worth it yeah um I just wish there was more opportunities yeah yeah so I'd say we probably would free birth again but, yeah, it was so sweet when we got back to the caravan um, a couple of hours after she was born. Lenny still hadn't met her because he didn't wake up. And we brought him into bed and he kind of woke up and saw her there and he just, like, went over and cuddled her and we're like, she's a little girl. And he just kept saying, my darling girl, my sweet girl, and holding her. It was so sweet. <gasps> that is so beautiful. Wow. Yeah. How long did you guys end up staying on that property for after you gave birth? Um, we only stayed there, we'd been in the area for quite a bit by that time, so we only stayed there for a few more days and then 
we just moved up to another area only an hour north and we were there for a bit. Um, so we were there for a couple of days and then we actually moved into a house um, in Perth on the free birth page that offer, also offered us um, a house to stay in. So we stayed there for a week and just did nothing. It was just us because um, we'd been with my family for quite a while, but this week we just were in the house, just us, just calm and just cuddled and didn't do much, just relax, which was really nice. Yeah, I love that. So you mentioned earlier that during your second birth you were comparing it with your first and it, it was it was definitely different. So because of that, was there any fears that came up at any point when you were thinking, oh, the things don't look the same? Um, I think it did. I think when I look back on my births, like straight away after them, I always think like, oh, why did I say that? Oh, why did I feel that or things like that? But I think in the moment – you're just so tired and I remember just being like, wow, like is she never going to come? Like what is actually happening? Mm. Why is she not coming? Like, yeah, I, de- I think I definitely doubt came over me for like a tiny bit but not long enough to do any harm kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, everyone was like, nah, we're good. And I think I could definitely like see like maybe some chatter in the background and I'm like, oh, okay, what's this? What's going on? <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, no, not – not bad enough to do any damage but yeah it's definitely crazy because I think everyone says like oh yeah they'll come earlier and it'll be a quicker birth you they're quicker every time but I like I don't know when you ask my husband he thinks the first one was harder than this one like by sounds I guess I've just forgotten and I I felt like this one was harder but yeah he was like you definitely were more um I would seems like I was struggling more in the first one than this one. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So looking at your entire journey, what would be some key pieces of advice that you would give to any expectant mothers out there? Um, I think when I was pregnant with my first, I read um, Ina May Gaskin. Is that how I say her name? Her book. Ina, Ina. And we kind of say it all here. <laughs> yeah. Whichever, whichever one, that yeah. book. <laughs> and absolutely loved it. And one of the um, – takings that I got from it that has always resonated with me was um just the protect your birth space like Mm. be selective who comes into your birth space because that can make or break like if someone is in a bad mood they're not on the same page as you they don't have the same thoughts and whatnot they can come in and your contractions can just fizzle out like they can really change your mood so just protect who comes into your birth space um that they're they're on the same page as you and care for you kind of thing so you don't go backwards or anything like that and just to trust in yourself and your baby and your body they know when is the right time um you don't have to be worried if you're overdue plenty of people go overdue um the baby will know when to come don't worry there i had to keep reminding myself the baby will come out it can't it physically possibly cannot stay in you forever Mm. it will come out so just trust (laughs) that they know when the right time is they know what they need to do growing wise um yeah so just trust in yourself and your baby you have the power within you you can can do it I I just want to say one last thing if it is in um anyone's options and possibilities to definitely look into getting a birth videographer. I didn't have one the first one. I had done this one and it's just so amazing to look back on me and my son Lenny watch our film all the time. It's just it makes you like I didn't see her be born because I was facing the other way. So now I kind of have an aspect of looking at her be born. I can see 
everything that was going on and how everyone was feeling and what everyone was doing for me because you're so in the zone at the time. So then you kind of look back and you're like, wow, like that was so amazing. So, yeah, I was so, so pleased to have the Birth Project Australia be able to film for me. I'm just so grateful. So if that is in someone's options and feasible for them, definitely I recommend it. (laughs) Yeah, I totally agree with you. And what an incredible journey you have had. Thank you so much for coming on the show today, Charlotte, and sharing it with us. Thank you so much for having me on here. It's been lovely to chat about it. That brings us to the end of today's episode. What a remarkable and unique journey Charlotte has shared with us today. The deep sense of community running through her stories and the unwavering support and inclusion of her family was simply beautiful. I loved the layers to this journey so, so much. Please check out the show notes for all the links mentioned in today's episode and head to our Instagram page to let us know what you thought of today's story. And for anyone that uses the Spotify app to listen to podcasts, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but there is now a new feature where you can ask questions underneath each episode. If you love PBA, we would be forever grateful if you could take a moment to subscribe to our podcast or leave a review on your podcast platform. Your feedback helps us to reach more women who need it and continue to bring you inspiring stories each week. Thank you so much for being a part of our community. We will be back next week with another episode of PBA. Until then, take care, stay curious, and continue to embrace the beauty of birth.